welcome back to an all-new episode of the Cover 2 College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Smithson. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, the Oki Longhorn himself, Dalton Chandler. I mean, we we kind of both went through it this weekend. Yeah, you know, in a uh, a weekend that we both both celebrated our anniversary, yeah. um, we did not celebrate our teams winning a football game. No, no, we did not. Um, so... Yeah, Texas obviously goes down in uh, Lubbock to the Red Raiders, and my Sooners fall at home to the Kansas State Wildcats for the third time in four years. Um, safe to say Chris Kleiman owns Oklahoma. I'm, I'm convinced that he sold his soul just so he could beat OU because they suck against everybody else most of the time. Um, but... I mean, that's kind of what we're going to lead with, I guess, because, you know, obviously being an OU and Texas fan, we do want to touch on those games. And it's I've kind of do, uh, dubbed this this podcast the doom and gloom episode because we're both obviously hurting after that loss. So, I mean, I was pretty busy Saturday. I know you watched, I assume, the whole game, Texas game. Un- unfortunately. Uh, I mean, what, what happened? So, Texas goes up. 24-14 at the half. At this point, Texas Tech went forward on fourth down like five times in the first half. Four or five times. They come out, their opening drive, Texas kicks it out of bounds. They start on 35. And Texas gets a four and out. Tech went for it in their own territory on like fourth and four. They go Four and out. Texas has a chance to go up 17, and they go four and out. Literally just trade possessions. And from that point on, it was like Texas's defense couldn't stop anything. And as much as everybody wants to blame Hudson Card for playing or, oh, if we would have had Quinn, this and that, or if we would have been healthy anywhere else, the fact of the matter is, is Tech went six for eight on fourth downs. Right. Always helps. That you you can't have that and expect to win a game on the road. And I told you I had a theory about why this happens to Texas year after year. Every week, Texas gets somebody's best. Because everybody gets up to play Texas. Doesn't matter who it is. Unless you're in Alabama or something like that. But it seems like the only games we can get up for are the Alabamas or the Red River every year. Right. But every other time we play absolutely terrible and find a way to lose games. And it's kind of becoming a reoccurring theme with Sarkeesian is we're losing games that we have leads in the second half. And I've seen a lot of people already talking about West Virginia is a must win this weekend. I think that's a little bit of pump your brakes. It's, Pro- it's, probably, it's year yeah. two. And he doesn't have his starting quarterback, which I know that doesn't make a difference because Card played well. He had the one interception that was kind of a bonehead throw. But other than that, he's kind of keeping drives alive with his leg. But it just – and the one thing that nobody would have dreamed of happening in overtime happened. The fumble? Yes. Yeah. 400 carries while he's been at Texas, three fumbles. Yeah, I saw where the coach, one of the coaches gave him a football to carry 
around yeah, on campus. Yeah, the program style. Yeah. yeah. Coach Choi said, I don't know really much, what much I can do for you, but if you really want to do something, carry this football around all week. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't – like I said, I didn't watch that game super close because we were out and about Saturday, and obviously I'm not going to sit and watch Texas most of the time anyway. But I did see late, you know, he fumbled, and I mean – I couldn't believe Tech stormed the field. That seemed a bit extreme, but I wouldn't really. It's the second time they've done it. They did it when they played Houston. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not really surprising because I mean, what were y'all ranked like twenty two? Yeah, twenty second. So I mean, yeah, to rush the field, it it's a little extreme. But I guess win the game uh, if you don't want teams doing it, but. I mean that 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 was kind of I guess your tragic event Saturday. At, let me tell you this, Dalt. Let me let me give you some solace in in Tech beating your beloved Longhorns. At least you didn't get to witness it in person, live and and in color. Because I was in attendance Saturday night in Norman, Oklahoma, for the Oklahoma Kansas State game, and to say it was disappointing is an understatement. Just how early. They played on, you know, the offense is probably catching a little more heat than they should. They didn't play good or great, but they played good enough to win. The defense didn't play good enough to do anything, period. They were horrible. They didn't tackle. They were they uh, nothing. I mean, nothing. Third downs, they, Kansas State was good on first down. They were good on second down. They were, I mean, they made Adrian Martinez look like a damn Heisman quarterback, and he's terrible, terrible. Had almost 400 yards by himself and five touchdowns. So, you know, I, I was really disappointed. I told you just before we started that fans had started to leave at like the eight-minute mark, which it did look bleak. They were down 14, but I had said, you know, score and get a stop. And you get the ball right back. They had the opportunity. Third and 16, the, the Achilles heel of an Oakland uh, third and long. And sure enough, Adrian Martinez runs for like 55 yards untouched, um, ends up scoring. Uh, Kansas State owns OU. Uh, I guess it's a good thing we're getting out of the Big 12 so we don't have to play them anymore. Uh, It's just so disappointing because there had just been so much momentum and you felt like as a fan and the fan base that that maybe these kind of games weren't it just was a really poor performance. And, I mean, all you can do is, you know, put it in the rear view. You learn from it. There's a lot of bad film to watch and hopefully work on things that they really didn't do very well. Because, I mean, defensively, they weren't good at any level. They weren't good up front. They weren't good at linebacker. They really weren't very good in the secondary. I mean, they didn't tackle well. And I I just watched the whole game. And I about, about halfway through the second quarter – I thought in my mind, we're going to lose this game. And sure enough, that's what happened. And really, they lost by seven. It, they, it was they lost by two touchdowns. I mean, essentially. Like, that that was kind of... Yeah, that... Kind of Kansas State just making you walk down the field, kill time. They knew you didn't have any timeouts. And so, I'm sad. And you're sad. I'm very sad. But, you know, we're not just going to sit here and browbeat OU in Texas because ultimately this is a college football podcast, not an OU in Texas podcast. But we're doom and gloom. We're upset. So we we needed to kind of get it off our chest. All you can do now, Dalt, is you guys go you beat know, West Virginia. Beat West Virginia. And we go to TCU this week and play what 
seems to be a pretty good TCU team and, you know, hopefully try to for next week. Chandler Morris and got well, a little bit of a revenge game going here. Uh, if he plays, he's not even starting right now. Is he not? Are they still mm-hmm. run playing the Duggan, Duggan kid? kid? Who's run- like leading the country in passer rating and like something else. TCU's offense is really good, so it's going to be a challenge for for Oklahoma. He's, he's kind of, he's one of those guys. Is it just me or are we like the only team in the Big 12 without a mobile quarterback this year? Yeah. Well, I mean even even I think if you're talking about yours, I mean Gabriel's probably more mobile than him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Gabriel's like straight line speed. Yeah, he, you know he's not going to make any spectacular plays. But yeah, no, I mean you got Daniel's kid at Kansas. Well, yeah, he's probably he's probably the least mobile quarterback in the Big Twelve. Uh, you got Duggan at TCU. I don't know. Jay Daniel's at West Virginia. The Daniels get at Kansas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Kansas. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of JT Daniels. Yeah, JT Daniels at West he's, Virginia. He's not on very my mobile. mind this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spencer Sanders, Blake Shapin, um, Adrian Martinez, obviously. Kid from Iowa State, the Decker but kid, he can move. I, this is a, the Big 12's competitive right now. I mean, yeah, there's just not nobody. That I don't just know stands that. On their top I don't know that anybody from here on out. I don't know that anybody will run the table. Honestly, no, like, no. The, when you when you look at schedules ultimately and where people play and like how it all kind of sets up, it's going to be a fun year. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, we we got TCU this week. We obviously got Red River. Then we get to come home and play the number one offense in the country, Kansas Jayhawks. Oh, gosh. So you know, I'm glad you get them first. We might go 0-3 <laughs> over the next three, Dalton. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that, that was kind of how we wanted to, to kick things off today was just kind of – we're kind of cleansing, you know, and – Getting it off our chest. Getting Yeah, just just getting it all out there. We, we, we are, you know, it's over with. There's no point in – you know, we're what now? Four days removed from from those games, and so yeah, four days removed. ESPN quit fucking playing it. Yeah. Um. So that the only other really news we have is, I think it was announced what Sunday or maybe, maybe Saturday. Maybe was it Saturday? It might. It was. It, it was sometime I think, this weekend. I think it was Sunday. Uh, Georgia Tech. They announced that they were parting ways with. Um, their head coach and athletic director, um, athletic director Todd Stansberry and head coach Jeff Collins. I mean, this is not huge news. Georgia Tech's obviously not a big-time job by any means. So it just kind of adds to the, the coaching carousel that we'll probably go through and cover, you know, this offseason. Um, Collins was 10-28. and 28, So, I mean, kind of like – what we talked about at it with our Medwoods at Arizona State, what are the expectations there? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Georgia Tech's been okay, kind of like Arizona State. I mean, it's kind of the same kind of deal. They've had some decent years, but they've never been really, in in our lifetime, like a, a big-time championship-level program. No, I mean, they um, they're, they were always a team that was – so it's good at keeping them close because yeah. of the triple option. It's not but at a, what point are we going to get away from that? Like, yeah, it's not a situation where people are chomping at the bit to become Georgia Tech's head no, coach, in my opinion. I, I mean, I'm sure there's obviously people out there that are like, that's a job I'd love to have. Well, and that's what I told you before it started when we kind of talked about it. They're putting Dion Sanders in that kind of – they're trying to tag his name to it because of his ties at Atlanta, 
Right. When his time with the Falcons and the Braves. Which, I mean, for him, I think he's probably happy at, at oh, Jackson yeah. State. You know, he's kind of getting whatever he wants there. Um, but, I mean, that, that, he could probably make more money at Georgia Tech, I would say. I mean, for sure. But, but where's he going to have more success at? Well, no, I agree. I don't disagree. But um, we're obviously not going to spend a whole lot of time on that because really we a whole lot there. So, uh, I don't even know that I really want to talk about our picks from last week, considering how bad I did. It's, but I, I was I was one game better, so I guess that's the only bright side of it. I, I guess we – do we have to? Yeah, we're going to. I mean, we're here. We got right? content, so, so let's let's um, talk about it. Picks last week against the spread. You went two and four, and I went one and five. Oof. So – and imagine and, it being Kansas of yeah, all teams. Of, of all the teams that I picked, it the only one I got correct was Kansas. At, they were at minus seven and a half against the Duke Blue Devils, and you know this was a this was a good game, good football it, game. It was, and you know, good for Kansas. They they sold out Lawrence. I, I don't even know the name of their stadium. I don't even know how many people it holds, but they sold out. I think I saw it was their first sellout since 2019 against Kansas State. And only like their second sellout since like 2013, maybe or something like that. So I mean, I mean, would it the the AP poll? And we didn't go into that, but the AP poll screwed Kansas. Is there an argument to be made for him to be the Heisman front runner right now? Somewhat. Right now, yeah, I'd put him in my top five. Because I mean, I, he's leading his team in passing and in rushing. But he's, he's, he's got almost 900 yards. Um, passing, 11 touchdowns to one interception, and he's got 320 rushing yards. Maybe you're finally kind of putting some things together around him because um, obviously you can't win with one guy No, in a team sport like football. Uh, but I like what I see from Kansas. And, again, you know, I wasn't saying what I was saying to, like, you know, cut him short or, like, disrespect Kansas. But, you know, ultimately they, they just don't have the horses. For the most part, yeah, and like as far as at the line of scrimmage, and that and that's who do they play this week? Uh, they play Iowa State. It's at Kansas, so, so we'll, we'll Iowa State's three point favorite. So I mean, you you start you start to start this week a little you, bit of a, a it, trend there. To if where they if they you know go to Iowa State or I mean if they they beat Iowa State at home, you know you you start getting a little more serious. But I mean, it's doable. Well, yeah, it's doable. I don't think Iowa State's very. I don't think Iowa State's, I don't think Iowa State's any special. I mean, a, a lot has been said about the Deckers kid. He, but oh gosh. I mean, I don't think he's very good. So I, I could see Kansas winning that game. Um, for the first time in two weeks, we're not going to pick that game. We're not going to pick Kansas again. Although we probably we maybe should because it's <laughs> the, the only, only, one only you game that right. I got right. Um, but yeah, so you you actually had Duke there covering that seven and a half. So close. So, you we, you were we, you were so close yeah. to going zero and six. I know. So yeah, we we start out. You know, I'm want to know you're zero and one, and that takes us to our second game from last week, which this was just kind of a snooze fest late night, Pac-12 after dark. Um, Oregon State does cover. They were they were they cover plus six and a half uh, against USC, um, and we were both on USC for this game. I and I think. I'll be the first to admit I picked USC because I think we had picked them two other times and I was wrong both times. So yeah. I finally was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to put my bias aside. I'm going to pick the Trojans. 
surely they're going to they're gonna win by 10 or 14, you yeah. know. <laughs> and lo and behold. Lincoln Riley let you down again. Yet again, Dalton. It's just not not been a good week for me. Um, you know, I, I, you can't, you, we couldn't watch this game. It was on pack, pack, pack 12 yeah, network, pack 12 whatever. But I, I look at this and I just can't really see how this game was close. You look at the box score or at the recap and USC outgains them 357 to 320. They're nine for 18 on third downs. Not great. Two for three on fourth. You passing was atrocious. Caleb Williams didn't play good. I can see that. Five yards per pass play. Oregon State didn't give them the big play, so kudos to them. And they outrushed them. Yeah. Won the turnover battle. Four to nothing. Four to nothing. And won the time possession. I know one of the time. How is this close? Well, like if I'm looking at this, if you just don't show me the score and you show me the stat line, I'm going to think USC won this by three touchdowns. I think um, I just I don't get it. Yeah, I mean USC punted four times, and Oregon State they punted three times. So yeah, I I think that Oregon State just kind of and and it is weird that you say that because USC had time of possession, and so you just wonder how they kept it close. But but it's only you know. What a thirty-second differential in time of possession. Yeah, I mean it's not like a huge deal. But I think both teams. I think Oregon State really tried to run the ball and didn't have a lot of success. And then I think Oregon State's defense just kind of kept a wrap on USC, and so there was just a bunch of back and forth. But it it, it is kind of an anomaly with the the turnover margin. Uh, you know, several penalties. Both of them had six. Both teams had six penalties, not for a ton of yards, but just kind of an ugly game. I mean, but you know, at the end of the day. Caleb Williams, you know, makes a play, you know, finds Jordan Addison on that 20-yard, 21-yard touchdown late, and and then I think USC turned Oregon State over on their final drive to go down and and tie or maybe win that game. And so, like we said, the spread was six and a half, and USC wins, but they don't cover, only winning 17 to 14. And, I mean, the only reason I kept an eye on this game was – to hopefully brighten my weekend because I wanted USC to lose. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, once I saw they were losing, I was was just like, screw my pick. Just screw it. Just lose the game. Just give me something this weekend, please. I will say this. Your Sooners losing to Kansas State made my my Saturday just a little bit more bearable. Yeah. Like, I towed towed off the leg. Texas losing was the only positive for me because OSU didn't play. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M won, which, whatever. The, The uh, oink doink field goal. Yeah. Uh which we'll yeah, we'll get into that. Um Texas obviously lost. So in USC won, which <laughs> just, just what? kick us while kick, we're down. Yeah, kick while you're down. I mean, really. Uh so we were both wrong there. So uh moving on, we get into our third game, which I feel like I just I don't know what I was thinking, Dalton. I pick I pick Wisconsin to cover eighteen and a half. Against Ohio State. They can't score, Tim. And they can't score. But I just thought defensively, because of kind of what Notre Dame did, like, and I know Ohio State's kind of gotten the ball rolling. Yeah. Like, offensively. Like, I get it. Yeah. But I just thought, like, 18 and a half, like, surely, like, they'll keep it within 14 or 17. Like, at least. But ultimately, what was the final? 52 to 21? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. 
wasn't wasn't close. They win by thirty one. So Ohio State covers <laughs> covers the eighteen and a half easily. And the only reason that I said that I wouldn't put Jalen Daniels at my front runner for Heisman is because of CJ Stroud. Yeah, but he's not bad. Not bad. But not bad. Yeah, you you take these teams thinking that their defense is going to keep them close, and it's just not the case. I mean. Well, Wisconsin couldn't score in a whorehouse. No. No. I, I should have known better than to even put any faith in Graham Mertz. Um, I, I mean, it was 21 to nothing after the first quarter. Yeah, we covered. <laughs> um, so, that's a, that was an L for me. I, honestly, I really think part of the reason I picked that game the way I did was to be different than you and to maybe hopefully just – Get a game back. Throw up a prayer. Maybe I'll get a game back here, even though I really didn't need to get too many back. We were close, neck and neck. We were one game apart. Now we're but, a little stretched. Yeah, I mean, like you said, C.J. Stroud, I mean, that offense is just rolling. He was, you know, a modest 17-27 of 27 for 281 and five touchdowns. Did have an interception. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they run. I mean, Ohio State just runs out another – Wide receiver in the Egbuka kid, or however you say his name, mm-hmm. and he six catches, one hundred eighteen, two touchdowns. Did you it's see what Marvin Harrison? What he was wearing? Wearing Louis Vuitton cleats, cleats and, and an, an Apple, Apple Watch during the game. I don't even. How do you? I, even I don't let even, that happen. I don't even know what I would say to a player if I was coaching <laughs> him. Catch a pass and like get tackled on the sideline, and I see his Apple Watch kick on. <laughs> Time for an evening workout. Like, are you out for a jog? It's like your heart rate's a little higher than normal. I, whatever. I mean, text message, Snapchat notification. Ryan, yeah, Ryan Day is a uh, players coach. He might have been sending texts. Right. Maybe how they were getting the plays in from from the sideline. Um, Go ahead and airdrop them the playbook. Right. So yeah, Ohio State covers eighteen and a half, and you know I. I'll be a hundred percent honest. I didn't. I didn't watch that game. Was during the OU game, I believe. I was flipping back and forth between it. And, and the so OU obviously, game. being at the game, I didn't watch any other games that night because I was at the at the game. Um, but yeah, it it got out of hand early and stayed that way. So Ohio State covers there. So you did get get that one there, and I was off on Wisconsin. And so our our next game was, you know, we were so bullish on this being just wrong. And it was almost spot on. Texas A&M, Arkansas. A&M's favorite at minus one and a half. And we just last week could not believe that A&M was favored. Because it wasn't like it was in Aggieland. No, it was it was at Jerry's World, which, you know. It's it's not far from College Station. But right. But Arkansas, Arkansas fans, fans travel, travel, and it's not that far from Fayetteville. No, trust me, I've seen them all up and down 69 Highway going to Broken Bow. They were going and to so Dallas. Arkansas jumps out to 14-0 quick. Like, we were walking to the stadium, and somebody tailgating, mm-hmm. and I saw them go up 14-0 on a – it might it might have been just 7-0. It was a big pass play. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. It was oh, a wow. screenplay. I thought, like, uh, man, Arkansas might drag them. Which is kind of what I thought would happen. Yeah. Because AM can't score. No. Well then I'm I'm kinda during the game I was kind of checking my phone, just checking scores, and I see it's like fourteen to thirteen. Now, did you see Yes the KJ the fumble return? Yes. What was he doing? I don't know. Is he nine foot tall? 
Because he tried to jump the pile from the three-yard line. Yeah, I don't know. The three. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think he was trying to have a Heisman moment. I, I mean, th- to me, the only time you extend the ball is on fourth down. Yeah. Because if you lose it, you might you not have gotten it anyways. anyways. Right. So you're jumping the pile from the three, three. not even getting close. No, hell no. And it gets knocked out, and then of course the A and M kid picks it up and runs, and then get, going to get tackled. Pulls, then pulls he a Caleb Williams hands Kansas, it off. He basically hands it off, or the guy takes it from him and takes it on the rest of the way for what was what I guess a ninety-seven yard fumble recovery. Yeah, and really that kind of was the change in the game. Yeah, that got that. Got and then on top of that, you going. you add on the missed field goal, and then like he, I think he just flat out missed one, and yeah. then he kicks the one at the end of the game. Yep. That. Hits the top of the goalpost. Yeah. Uh, Did you know that if that if it goes down, if the goalpost is because I think I don't think they moved in college goalposts, did they? I have no idea. Somebody said that the Cowboys had too tall a goalposts, and I was just like, "What Come an on excuse!" Now. What? But yeah, if it goes over the upright, it's a good field goal. Well, uh it just sucks that so many football games come down to a guy that doesn't play but 30 seconds of a game and he goes out there and makes a kick or misses a kick. Yeah. Like, I just hate field goals so much. I hate them. I just wish that you could somehow eliminate them from the game. But you have a good kicker. It's, it changes the game. Arkansas probably should have won. But, like I said, it was like Vegas. It's like they just know because it's know. minus one and a half and they win by two. So they fucking know our they hatred of f- our hatred of A and M, which honestly I was we I don't think either of us were being super biased. No, Arkansas I thought Arkansas like, was going to win that. Arkansas looked like a much better team. I th- I thought the way Arkansas run the football that they were just going to hammer our A and M on the ground. And so, you know, we were both on Arkansas, but ultimately A and M covers. And I mean, you know. A lot of people were, were wondering how they were going to fare in this three-game stretch with Arkansas and Mississippi State, and then they, I believe, go to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're probably going to go 2-1, and one, which was probably the best they could hope. They're not beating Alabama. No. Again, I mean, no no chance. They're not favored in Starkville this weekend. Which, yeah, and, and a lot of people thought that there was a chance they might go 0-3. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they, they very well could lose to Mississippi State. I think they lost to them last year. Mm-hmm. And, and so – you know, I'm not going to break down A&M, but ultimately they win. They made enough plays to win the game. Jimbo Fisher survives yet another week. Survives is the right word. And, man, that offense, it's just it's incapable. It's good. It doesn't make sense to me either because they have players. But, like, when you don't Did have you anybody s- that can make it go at quarterback, yeah. the Johnson kid's not any good. No, he's really not. And neither is Haynes King. So it's like you're just – I really figured that they'd give the Wagman kid a chance because he's mobile. Right, he's a pretty mobile kid. Um, did you see that A and M lost, uh, Nia Smith? Yeah, for the season. For the what, season, what happened? Uh, ankle oh. injury. I don't know if they said it was a. I don't think it, they said it was broke, but they what? said like, it was like a real bad sprain. What is going on in College Station? I, I have no idea. Players dr- drifting, drag racing through through parking garages, sneaking out of. Sneaking out night before games and going to parties. Jimbo claiming that he's not buying recruits when he clearly is buying buying recruits. Um, Again, people probably think this is like a 
A&M hate podcast, but I mean, it, it, sort, is. it sort of is. <laughs> it uh, is. I, I have no... But, I mean, they won. And you can't take that away from them. Our team's lost. They won. Yeah. They found a way to win. Ours found a way to lose. So Still hate them. Let's just move on. Okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's do. Let's do. Because that takes us to our next game, which this was kind of a thriller. Just a shootout in uh, Wake Forest. And that was Clemson surviving... On the road at Wake Forest, uh, final in this one was 51-45. to 45. And I believe this was a win for you and a loss for me. Yep. Because you, it of, was seven. Because of freaking overtime rules. Yep. It was seven. It was Clemson was a minus seven Line favorite. Mine was minus seven. Goes into double goes into overtime. double overtime. They have to go for two. Go they for don't two get they it. They don't get it. So they win by six. And then, yeah, Wake Forest does not score. Yep. I mean, if this doesn't just perfectly describe how my weekend went, Dalton, I don't know what does. I mean, the fact that it goes into to triple overtime. Double. Or double There's overtime. No more triple overtime. Okay, it goes into double overtime, and then this happens. They don't get the two-point conversion, and the, the line is seven exactly. I mean, yeah. talk about a bad beat. I, I, I was watching the end of this game on my phone because Texas had just started. Yeah. And whenever I seen that Clemson didn't get the two point conversion, I knew I was like, "It's a lock. I I can't lose this right, game." Right? Because you just knew Wake Forest they were going to keep Wake Forest from scoring. Well, and even if Wake Forest did score and didn't get the two point conversion, then it's just a two point two, conversion. Yeah, that's off. true. Yeah. That, so I knew that they I could. Hate, I hate that. <laughs> I knew that they could only lose by two. I hate. <laughs> I, there's got to be a better way to do overtime than the NFL and college both. I think are bad. I, the college was fine. Yeah, I don't until, know why they did the two-point conversion thing. I don't either. I hate the NFL, I guess though. The, the NFL being sudden death, I think, is the stupidest. Like, everybody's like, oh, get a stop. It's like, okay. Like, what, what if what if Joe Blow breaks a, like, a freak <laughs> play, 75-yard touchdown? It's like, come on. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All over Against again. Pittsburgh. But, yeah, <laughs> so. Five-yard slant for a 75-yard <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. R.I.P. Demarius Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Clemson cut. Clemson does not cover. So you you were on there on Wake Forest. Uh, don't get, don't get too excited. That's only your second win. Boo! Uh, it would be your last. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that, your last. Fortunately, your last started after Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That takes us to our final game, which was the game of the week, and it it might have been the game of the week. This was a hell of a football game. Real good game. And again, Tennessee. Should have covered if they could recover a damn onside. Well, I guess the onside kick didn't matter, but you know they give up the touchdown late. Yeah. Uh, they then Florida recovers the onside kick, and on the final play, you know, Florida doesn't connect, and they lose. What was the final? Thirty-eight, thirty-three. Yep. And man, this Hendon Hooker. You talk about Heisman front runners. He's, he's good. He's really good. He's really good. Um, and he did that without Tillman. And even good for Anthony Richardson. For you know, he he kind of he had kind of taken a step back after that first week where everybody was kind of ready to give him the Heisman, and he was you know really struggling, and he had a big game too. Yeah, he didn't play he didn't play bad. I mean, he didn't lose the game. I don't wouldn't say he lost the game. I think that Tennessee just kind of won it, if well, that makes sense. They went up what the score to this game was. It was odd because let's see here. Tennessee was up thirty-one to twenty-one, I guess, late, and then they—I think they had scored, and they were up thirty-eight to twenty-one. Yeah, yep. 
And, and then, then, you know, Florida comes back with... With the two touchdowns. Right. And so they went for two on the one. They don't get it. And then they they score again and don't get it. So they Because they went for two twice. Yeah. That was what made it kind of wonky. They were, they were trying to cut it to a field goal lead. And so what was the... It was ten and a half in this game? It was kind of a big line. Looking back on it, I don't feel like it should have been that big. So, but we were both we were both high on Tennessee. You're really high on Tennessee. I I think Tennessee's second best team in the East. I think that's fair. I mean, after what I've seen, I I still think I I still think you're cutting Kentucky a little short. I'm gonna cut Kentucky a whole lot shorter from now on. Okay. I can I can promise you this, and it's nothing to do with Kentucky. But what I didn't I didn't tell you this, but. My buddy that's a huge Kentucky Wildcat fan. Did he hurt your feelings? He jinxed the Texas game. How did he do that? Texas is up 24 to 14 at half, and he was talking shit the whole time. And I was like, where are you at now? He's like, oh, don't worry. Texas will blow it in the fourth. Bajon will fumble. Ooh. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> So so now the the hate the train hate trains roll the, for, rolling right into Lexington. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fine. I I mean I, I think Tennessee's really good, and I, I think you play Kentucky. I think they're like I think it's a toss up, coin toss. I think they get beat by Vandy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> but yeah, so that that rounds out our our picks. Like I said, we both had a tough week. I was a little worse than you at one and five. You Rough. went two and four. And I mean, did you at least have a like a semi decent weekend before I, the I game? Did. Yeah, and hey, I, I'll say this: even the game, it it was fun. Like the atmosphere was great. It was loud. Like I hadn't been to a game in two. No, I went to a game you last, went last year. year. You went yeah. to Iowa State. Yeah, I went last year. Um, but night game. It was the first night game I'd been to in a few years, and it was a good atmosphere. Um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not going to talk about the game anymore. But I, I had a lot of fun. It. it we did go a little late. I'm not as young as I used to be, doll. <laughs> but uh, it, it was a good time. I had, a, I did have a good weekend. I know, you know, you had a good weekend and broke most nice outside of our football teams. <laughs> outside of football, and trying general. to just <laughs> crash down on everything that we were doing. Yeah, it, it, it was a good weekend. Well, good, um, but I guess that. With without any further ado, that takes us into our who know, we picking this week. Our our week five preview and our picks. And there's some really really good football games this weekend. Uh, Washington UCLA. Uh, Washington comes in at I think like number twenty one. I think mm, higher than that. I think. Um, Here I can tell you right. But, yeah, they're they're playing. I believe this is in L A. Which don't know if you've Washington's seen Washington's number fifteen. Okay, so number fifteen. Yeah, that's right. Playing. Don't don't know if you've seen the UCLA crowds, but there's not going to be much of a home field advantage for the Bruins. They average about ten thousand fans at each game, if that. Does that count the the people working yeah, it too? A lot of people dressed up as empty seats, <laughs> right? At, at their games, it's a sold out stadium. Uh, but if you're selling air, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Washington comes in as just a three point favorite, which UCLA is undefeated, but. You know, I guess nobody cares. I don't know how good they are. I don't know who they've played. You've got, you've got two schools 
in LA it can't be fans of both. Can't be enough oh, fans yeah. to go around. I mean, they do hate each other. It's one of the biggest cities in America. There can't be that many fans. But again, uh, Michael Penix Jr. playing really well. Uh, Washington looks like a much better team than I think a lot of people preseason thought they would be. Uh, they are, like I said, a three point favorite here. And I'm this gonna, is I'm a gonna, this is a Friday night game. Yeah, yeah, Friday night. I'm, um, gonna, I'm gonna let you lead here, Dalt. Who who do you like? I think this is. I won't say it's obvious, but I know which way I'm leaning. Regardless, I am gonna go. I'm gonna go with UCLA. Really, the Fighting Chip Kellys. The Fighting Chip Kellys. You got any merit or reasoning for that, other than the home crowd maybe showing up? No, not really. I mean. I just this is just one of them games that I feel like is going to get into a shootout. I don't think either one's defenses are really great, but both have my pretty good offenses. I mean, UCLA averages 500 yards a game, Washington averages 530. But I I just I just got a weird feeling about this game. I feel like I feel like Vegas knows something. And I just feel like this is maybe one that can get away from Washington. So you like... I like UCLA plus three. You like UCLA plus three. Okay, I, I'm fully going the opposite direction. And I, I think... Understandable. I think Michael Penix Jr. is going to have a, a great game and, you know, add to his resume for this, this season. And I think Washington covers easy at, at UCLA. Like I said, not not a tough place to play at all. Um, So, yeah, give me the Huskies minus three. And so that takes us to... Our first top 25 matchup of the weekend, and this is number like 22 versus 23, uh, Wake Forest in Tallahassee at Florida State. Uh, Wake Forest coming off a loss here. and Did they did they have to move this game because of the hurricane? I don't think so. Did they not? I haven't seen anything on it. I think because Tallahassee is in like the panhandle. Yeah. And, it's and I think it's the, the hurricane's going more up the coast. Okay. I just seen a bunch of. Like, I know Florida moved their game to Sunday. To Sunday. But I, I don't think, I haven't seen anything on if this game was getting moved. But uh, yeah, Florida State is favored here by a touchdown, uh, minus seven even. Um, who you like? We're going to put the L's back in my <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> Wake Forest is going to. Just derail this Florida State train. I am inclined to agree. I mean, Wake, I, Wake Forest look. I think pretty, Wake Forest should have beat Clemson probably last so. week. They kind of controlled most of that game. I think they kind of let it get away from them. But give me Wake Forest plus seven. If you're giving me Wake Forest and giving me points, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, because I think Wake Forest and Clemson are probably the two best teams in the ACC. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. I'm I'm hammering. Wake Forest plus yeah. seven. I think that's almost like with – I'm pretty sure Travis is out, quarterback. No, he's playing. Oh, is he playing? Yeah. That's crazy. He was on crutches. Um, I still – yeah, still give me give me Wake Forest. I, I like Wake Forest plus seven. I think they have a, a offense that Florida State's going to have a really, really hard time slowing down. Um, I mean, Clemson had a hard time slowing them down. And they and have they have maybe one of the best defensive yeah, lines in the country. Clemson's still a really good defense. That so. slow mesh that they run yeah. is so nasty. Yeah, it's tough and to they, defend. And they run it so good. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're both on the Demon Deacons at uh, plus seven. And so that takes us into our next game. This is another team that we picked last week, but uh, 
the number twenty now now number twenty ranked Arkansas Razorbacks. The line the on this line game is, is huge. I, yeah, I it's, I couldn't hardly believe it. That's what I looked at these last night and I was like, seventeen and a half. Seventeen and a half is a lot of points. And in my head, I'm like, you take this, you take this with Arkansas every day, but at the same time, they gave me the same hope last year when they played Georgia. And oh God, that was bad. They they got boat raced bad. And it was kind of the same scenario where I was like, you know, I don't think any, I don't think that they can score like that on Georgia. But I mean, what what line? <sighs> what line was more egregious? Texas plus twenty, or Bama minus twenty versus Texas, or Bama minus seventeen and a half versus Arkansas? Bama minus seventeen and a half versus Arkansas. I would be inclined to agree. is more egregious because I mean Arkansas is a top twenty team. Yeah, and was just a top ten team. Yeah, they really? dropped, they dropped ten spots, not eleven spots. So you're at, you're on Arkansas plus seventeen and a half. Yeah, I, I I think I like the pigs also at at set plus seventeen and a half. I uh you know try to make up some ground on picks, but Bama just I don't know something just doesn't seem quite normal. They they they, they just don't have the great wide receivers that they that did, they did normally you see have. What Will Anderson said, yeah, like, what. What does that even mean? The, I'm. It upsets me that people have the audacity to step on the field with me. Like, buddy, maybe, calm down. Maybe they think you're that, a great player, but like, oh, you're mad that they're stepping on the field to play football. Like, okay. I bet Nick Saban was mad that you had 45 I, yards of I penalties. Mean, that, that just doesn't make sense. Like, what do you want him to do? Oh, my God, we're playing Will Anderson. Let's just not show up. <laughs> we don't want to disrespect him and get on the field. Like, give me a break. Get, give me the hog. I think they'll have a lot of success running the ball and moving the ball. I think this could kind of turn into a high-scoring game. And so, I I like the Hogs plus 17. You're you're also at plus 17? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely stay in the plus 17. And so, our next game, another, another SEC matchup. Uh, we got Kentucky, number seven Kentucky, going on the road to Oxford to play the Lane Kiffin-led Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, number 14 in the country, kind of flying under the radar right now. Ole Miss, not a lot of people talking about Ole Miss. A lot of transfers, you know, the dark kid, Zach Evans. Um, I, I haven't really even – I don't think I've even watched an Ole Miss game. I watched them drum Georgia Tech. Is favored by six and a half here. And I, I haven't – I know where you're probably going with this pick. Um, so, But I'll I'll let you go ahead and hash it out. Do, do you hear that, Tim? <laughs> Do do you hear that? What is it? I don't know. What, no. What's that coming down the line? That's the lane train, baby. Oh God. Uh, Give me Ole Miss minus six and a half. Is it going to even be close? Yeah. It'll be a 10, ten point game. But what I've seen from this Ole Miss offense, Zach Evans is running like a man possessed. The truth. He he's running downhill with some anger issues. The dark kid is getting it to his playmakers in space, just like Lane Kiffin likes to do it. The defense, I mean, the defense is gonna have their hands full, but I don't think Kentucky's defense is good enough to stop Ole Miss's offense. The disrespect, the the absolute. <laughs> Blatant disrespect to the Kentucky Wildcats defense. Give me Kentucky 
plus six and a half. I, I'd put money on, on the money line for Kentucky to win this game. No shot. I think Will Levis is going to do whatever he wants against, I guess, whatever Ole Miss has on defense. He better, put, a, he better put an extra scoop of mayo in his coffee. Jackson Dart is going to get welcomed to the SEC. Not a shot. Saturday night in, in Oxford. I'm at on. home. Yeah. Kentucky. Do you know why they're going to whoop shit out of the Wildcats? Got the real tree football helmets on. Oh, yeah. Give me a break. Those helmets are sick. Uniforms are probably going to be sick, too. I, uh, I guess it was just helmets and his T-shirts that the coaches are going to wear, uh, not actual jerseys. Yeah, the helmets looked awesome. I will say that. And Ole Miss, they have awesome unis. Like, uh, great, they, if great they, If they wear the powder blues, it's over. But defense travels. Defense travels. Traveled to Gainesville. Shut down Heisman. Heisman hopeful. Anthony Richardson, it's going to shut down Jackson Dart, who's only played in front of like 40,000 fans at SC. Give me give me the Wildcats, minus six and a half. They're going to win outright by seven or ten. Give it to me. Every day of the week, I'm, I'm taking Mark Stoops, winning his coach in program history. Oh, yeah. The Wildcats are rolling yeah. over the Rebs. And they're so, going to get rolled over. So give me give me Kentucky at plus six, plus six and a half. And so that takes into, us into our only Big 12 game this week. Um, OSU going down to Waco. Taking on the Baylor. The Baylor, I saw somebody call them the Baylor Baptist Bears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> People and, forget that Baylor's a private school. And so the, the Baylor Bears are favored here at home, minus two and a half. It's a, basically a pick them. Pretty much. Um where are you leaning here? I've watched more Baylor than I have OSU this year. We watch, There's a lot of OSU fans over at Oak Mulgee Fire Department, so we do catch a little bit of the the OSU games. Mainly they watch it because that safety from Beggs, the Daniels kid, yeah. they they love watching him. But uh, Baylor just doesn't. No, they don't do a whole lot for me. They don't do a whole lot for me. I mean, it's just... They're not as good as they were last year. No, and that's on either side of the ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they lost a ton on defense. Yeah, but I mean, and they lost a lot on offense at Playmaker, but they bring back probably one of the best offensive lines in the Big 12, and they just haven't had their way with anybody. I know they beat, beat up on Texas State, but... I think the only edge... <sighs> You look at co- uh, uh, you look at coaching, and it's you know somewhat of a wash. I think. Yeah, I mean Aranda's. I mean Gundy's obviously won more than Aranda, but David Aranda's a good coach. Um, you look at quarterback. I do. I give if, the if edge you, to Oklahoma State. If you get the good Spencer Sanders, Oklahoma State should go down the Waco and take care of business yeah. and win this football game. I, I'm taking Oklahoma State plus three or plus two and a half. And see, that's that's where I am too. I, after watching a lot of that BYU game. I think that Baylor is going to have a really hard time scoring against what's still a, a solid a, a, a Oklahoma State defense. defense. I think they're going to have a hard time moving the ball. I think they're going to have a hard time running the ball, which is what Baylor likes to do. And, and that's what and that's what Oklahoma State in last year what they did really well was they stopped the run with a too high safety look. And this year they don't have the linebackers to kind of flow and fill gaps like they did last year. I mean, you lose maybe one of the best rookie linebackers in the NFL right now, Malcolm Rodriguez. 
And the other guy wasn't no slouch either. Harper kid. Yeah. But now Baylor doesn't have the playmakers to beat you over the top. Right. Anymore. Right. So you can kind of play off these receivers and walk a safety in to help with your run. So I think that you're going to see a lot of man-to-man, single-high safety looks from OSU this weekend. And Baylor's just going to run into a brick wall like they did with BYU. I mean, this is a huge game for Oklahoma State. Huge one. And I mean, it's a big game for Baylor, too. They've already lost a game, and they've kind of gotten themselves back in it with, you know, what was a good win last week at, Ohio, at Iowa State. But, I mean... But, I mean, did you see how they had to kind of take control of the game? They had to throw out the flea flicker and all that. Right. I I just... I think Oklahoma State's just a better team, and I think Baylor I, just yeah, can't, I, I, can't do anything but run the football. I love Oklahoma State here. I don't know why. I, I don't think Waco's a tough, really, place to play, and it's it's not a night game. It's a 2.30 game. Like it's a, yeah, it's an afternoon game. game. I, I like – I think Spencer Sanders is going to show up, do what he – now, he had, he was awful against Baylor in two games last year. Yeah, he threw Se- eight, eight – seven, seven interceptions. Is it seven? Yeah, seven. Three in the regular season game and then four in the Big 12 championship. Well, so I think that they're he, using his legs a lot more than – Right, they they kind of were Which last is what, year. I mean, that's what we've talked about. Like he's good when he's on the move about them doing. I mean, that's what he has to do for that offense. That's what makes it go because that opens up everything for yeah. them. Because so, then you got to take a guy out of the defensive coverage to play spy. He can't be in the run game because he's got to be accountable for the quarterback. It's yeah. So why they don't use his? I get not wanting to hurt him, but so we're yeah we're we're kind of on the same page here with our picks um that's gonna make both, that's gonna make one listener <laughs> real happy yeah we both we do both like Oklahoma State here at plus two and a half i I like them to win the game outright I think you probably do too yeah and so that takes us into um our our game of the week this week top ten matchup um NC state going on the road um they are still unbeaten I believe mm-hmm. um traveling to Clemson take on the number five ranked Clemson Tigers in Death Valley. Uh, Clemson, I believe, is a six-point favorite. Yeah, no, six-and-a-half. So Clemson comes in as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I, this is – North Carolina State's always been the thorn. Kind of, yeah, the AC, thorn. In ACC-ranked teams' thought, and you sides. Know, they I, upset I, Florida State a couple times they when beat, they were really they good. They beat Clemson last they year. They beat Clemson last year. I, I watched quite a bit of the NC State Tech game. and. NC State's a good team. They don't they don't do anything, you know, just which that was a game we picked. Yeah. They don't do anything just spectacular. You know, the Leary kid, like I had said when we picked that game, he had kind of been disappointing, but you know, he was good that night. I think, you know, this is this is a great matchup. NC State's got a really good defense too. Yeah. So I, I could see this being a low scoring game, but you know, ultimately I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Clemson minus you're six. Take Clemson minus six. Yeah, six and a half. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there is the yeah there is the hook, but you know you win by a touchdown, you cover. Man, you you you, you were Clemson. Really Clemson has screwed me twice on picks. <laughs> They've screwed me twice. Okay. Well, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Clemson. All right. They've screwed me twice, just like USC has screwed me three times. You know, we kick. I don't know why we keep picking these same teams, but I guess <laughs> you got to pick good games. Who do they play this week? You want to pick them? Yeah, as Arizona State. You would pick them as a ringer. Yeah. So, but you know what? Screw it. I'm taking NC State plus six and a half. I think it's going to be like a three point game. 
I think Clemson probably wins. It's at home. T- tough place to play. Yeah, Death, Death Valley Death is Valley's tough a tough place to play. Um, but I give, give me NC State. I think the Leary kids going to play well. I think that their defense is going to travel. Like I keep saying that about these teams, but I do think that defense travels, and I think Clemson still. Even after that game against a porous Wake Forest defense, yeah, Wake Forest missed them a lot. I still think I still have questions about Oyungale and that offense. So you know, I I think Clemson probably wins the game, but it's by four, three. You know, I give me NC State covering. So we'll kind of review here. There's our our six picks this week: UCLA, Washington. We you're on UCLA, I'm on UCLA. So you like UCLA plus three. I like Washington minus three. Uh, Wake Forest, Florida State, we both like Wake Forest, plus seven. Mm-hmm. Bama, Arkansas, we both like Arkansas, plus yep. 17 and a half. Kentucky, Ole Miss, we are split on. You like Ole Miss, minus six and a half, because you're mad at your buddy. Um, <laughs> I like Kentucky, plus six and a half. I, I like Ole Miss, too. I mean, it's not just because Conley's a dick and <laughs> going to be the rue of why I go burn the city of Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky down, and I hope the Steelers lose every fucking game this year too. <laughs> but they're going to do that on their own because they're dog shit. They are bad. But but I, I think that Ole Miss's offense is really good. I think that Evans and Dart are a good combo. I don't hate it, I, I, and I don't hate Ole Miss. But, again, we, we are split there on Ole Miss. Uh, I, like, I like Kentucky plus the six and a half. OSU-Baylor, we're on the same page. We both like OSU plus two and a half. Yep. And then – we are split on NC State, Clemson. You like Clemson minus the six and a half, and I like NC State plus six and a half. So we're, I think, what three and three? Three and three. So we there's going to be a little, little bit of discrepancy. Little so somebody, I, I might, this I might, week. which we're not too far apart, but one of us may make up, make a little ground, and possibly. I might, I might be at five games. Yeah, you might, week. you might take a, a healthy lead into week six, Red River. Um, I don't have a whole lot else, Dalt. I mean. Other than I'm, I'm still, I'm still sad. I need an Oklahoma victory, I, not to beat a dead horse, but I need OU to go down to to Fort Worth and take care of business this weekend. I'm just glad we play West Virginia at home. Are you? Yeah. Well, it is good that it's at home. It's at home. We ain't got to travel to fucking Morgantown. Yeah. And play so. play in the hills and the sticks with all the couches on fire and bullshit. But- if you don't have anything else to add, I guess that uh, that rounds out episode, what, this will be episode 14. So, um, you know, if you guys enjoy the show, you know, give us a like, give us a follow. We're on Spotify and Apple. Share the podcast. Um, you can find us on Twitter at The Cover 2 Podcast. You can also find us on Facebook at The Cover 2 Podcast. Again, we, we're always up for interaction on social media. Like I said, if you guys enjoy the show, please, please share. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you know, just get it out there, and and we we enjoy any feedback we get, good or bad. But and if uh, it's bad, we'll talk shit to you. So yeah. we don't give a shit. Yeah, what we you think. we just like to have fun. Um, <laughs> we're, we're here for a good time, not a long time. But Dalt, if you don't got anything else, I guess we're out. And don't forget to cover the flats.